The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. This is Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Results are looking like, and then we'll bring in Tom Thayer. Uh, we've had nearly a thousand votes. You can vote online at Waddle and Sylvie. Who you got? Bears or Packers? Eighty-four point one of you, percent of you say uh, the Bears. Uh, and Christian Watson has been declared out for oh, the Packers. The line has moved to one and a half. One and a half. The last I checked. Uh, let's bring in Tom Thayer. He is. Uh, Part of the outstanding hometown call that you get right here on your home for the Bears, ESPN 1000. We can't wait for our first regular season game, and what a way to start. Sunday on the lakefront with a 325 uh, start, and we will begin eight hours before the day with Black and Abdallah on uh, the pre-pregame show. Then I will be along for the first time this year with Lance Briggs. He'll be with me at uh, Gato with Dion Miller. And a cast of thousands, and then uh, we will hand things off to Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer. Thayer joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Uh, Tom, a happy regular season. As a, as a young uh, boy growing up in Joliet, I want to know a couple of things. I want to know, did you hate the Packers as a kid? And tell us about your first Bears-Packer game that you played in. <laughs> Um, you know, the first game I ever got to go to live as a professional was a preseason game against the Bears and Packers. And um, a neighbor friend of ours gave us tickets, and we went to the old Soldier Field and sat in a limited crowd stadium and, you know, were, a- were able to see it. And the only thing I remember is some guy behind us constantly yelling, Get Dickey! Because they had their quarterback, Lynn Dickey, at the time. And that's all. That was the biggest cheer that he was yelling, and you could hear it because there wasn't a lot of people in the stand. So, um, yeah, you know, when I was a kid and you didn't have access to every game around the NFL, you were watching the Chicago Bears, good or bad. And so I that tradition kind of got ingrained in my head, and um, that kind of lit the torch of the sport I wanted to play. And as an offensive lineman, it was the sport I was built for. So. I took. I really had an appreciation for the Bears, but I kind of looked at it from the defensive side of the ball rather than the offensive side of the ball because, you know, there wasn't a lot of stardom on the offensive side of the ball after Gale Sayers and such. So um, it was kind of, you know, that type of loyalty that was ingrained in you at the time, and that's why I always think that Bears have such a great fan base is because, you appreciated what was offered to you, good and bad, and so you had to stick with them, and I stuck with them through my whole life, and then I was fortunate to play a part of the good, and um, it, was a, it was a cool thing for me. And, um, you know, my first Bears-Green uh, Bay game, you know, the tradition was uh, talked to us by a guy that had the tradition in his blood, and that was Mike Ditka, who played for George Hallis, who understood the hatred of the rivalry. And it's not like you hate the person, you hate the team. And um, when I was going to Green Bay, we had great success, and we never really considered losing because 
We had a really good team at the time. But even as bad as Green Bay was and some of the games, it was a super hard-fought physical game. And, you know, that's what I always remembered about it is no matter what the record was from each team, you know, it, you, you were going to feel the contact at the end of the day. And now, Tom, how much does it chap your ass that the Packers have won eight in a row, 13 of 14, and like 23 of 26? That absolutely makes me sick. I, you know, I, you know when, I, when I leave the broadcast, when I get to the broadcast booth, I'm just unbelievably angry already. When I leave after a loss, um, I'm a, a equally as angry. But when I leave a home game, I only got to put up with myself. When I leave a Green Bay broadcast booth and I will have the long walk from the broadcast booth down to either the buses that were taken, but for about the last 25 years, I've traveled on a motorhome uh, with the equipment crew and, and you know, traveled that way to the Green Bay game. But, you know, I, I hated the walk out of the booth as much as anything, um, and I you know, I just, uh, yeah, I just, I yeah, just had the hatred. Yeah. I had the hatred of the loss, similar to the Northern Illinois Boston College game of Ooh, last week. That's a, that's and, Alchie. I know. You know what? And I didn't know about Doug Coletti, our great statistician in the booth, is a Northern Illinois grad, and he told me to tell you that was one for uh, Coletti and Cap that had a chance to get Waddle for once. Well, you tell them to kick rocks, okay? <laughs> I will. Hey, by the way, do you feel like the tide has turned? Like, I mean, this is a new era. They've got a new quarterback. Our, you know, this is year one. I look at this as year one of the rebuild. Last year was the teardown. This is year one of the rebuild. Is there a new page about to be turned here in this rivalry? You know, you got to prove it to me. Um, that's what I'm waiting for because, you know, I never leave training camp impressed because they don't play in preseason games. You don't see enough of real football. You don't know what the timing, the tempo, what the way the offense is going to move. Uh, there was, you know, there was a defensive backfield that had injuries during the course of training camp. We didn't see a lot of Tremaine Edmonds. We didn't see a lot of Demarcus Walker on the defensive line. And so when – at the beginning of training camp, when the defense was together, they looked quick. They looked active. They looked more athletic on their feet. They were taking interceptions away. They were creating tip balls. So if that all comes up against a young quarterback, and I don't know what, if David Bakhtiari is going to play or not. He didn't practice again today. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is also questionable on the injury report. And as Sylvie said, Watson has um, been determined to be out. So, you know, you better be walking with a certain sense of confidence that this game belongs to the Bears. And when you come out of the locker room, whether uh, you know it's the athleticism of Justin Fields in the running game or the athleticism on the defense, but I don't know anything about the chemistry of the offensive line, T. Right. Waddle, and yeah. that really scares me. Me too. And when you go up there and that you got to play against a guy like Kenny Clark, who to me is one of the best defensive linemen that can play up and down the line of scrimmage, um, I have my concerns. So, you know, I'm not making a declaration that this is a new era yet. I, I need to wait and see it and. I, you know, I hope I'm walking 10 feet off the ground at the end of the game. Tom, you could explain this more to me, and we're talking to Tom Thayer. It's Waddle and Sylvia on ESPN 1000. In my years covering the team as a beat guy for this radio station, uh, it, it was always kind of shown to me firsthand that the guys in that offensive line room were the tightest. That, that they would circle the wagons, and 
it, it, it was it was them against the world. And if you, I want to know, had a teammate who was given a $30 million contract like Nate Davis, and then he decided not to show up to OTAs, and it was, it's optional, but still, um, and then he did not practice really at all in training camp, did not play in preseason, and then 72 hours before the opener, he was at practice but did not practice for personal reasons. Would you trust him in the opener lining up next to you? Um, no. You know, I would hope that I've learned enough behind the scenes that I would be able to develop that trust and I would have conversations with him to see if he's committed or he's a pretender. And if I felt that he was not committed 100% to a 17-game a season, and that's a mentality that you can see in a guy early. You can see it out of Braxton Jones. You can see it out of a Darnell Wright. I, you can see, obviously, out of, out of Cody Whitehair. And so I need to know if this guy is truly committed. And if he's not, and then I need to have conversations with either the new guy they brought in or Jatari Carter and see which one of those guys are best fit for the future. And I'm disappointed because I really think when I see the limited amount of times that I've got to see Nate Davis in pads, <clears throat> excuse me, that he can be a real asset to the development of Darnell Wright. And um, so I, I am superly disappointed because the chemistry that you need to develop takes time. And, and I might have said it the last time. I played with the seven same guy, same five guys for seven straight seasons, and at the end of that time, we are still developing chemistry. And then when you look at the offensive line and what they're going to face within the first three weeks and the subtle differences and all the defenses they're going to face, that you need to have this chemistry that's already ingrained in you, that you're not, you're not um, communicating at the line of scrimmage. You understand how to take advantage of the snap count depending upon the down and distance and if it's a run or pass. So, you know, um, when, if, when Nate is in uniform on Sunday, which I hope he is, uh, he's got to have an impressive performance so we can all look back and oh, okay, this is why they went out and got him. This is what he's capable of doing. Wow, he has really nice adjustment up to the second level. He works stunts really well with Darnell Wright. If he, you know, hopefully he makes us all look like fools. So that that's what I'm waiting to see. Tom, how do you expect the Packers to defend this Bears offense? Do you expect them to come after the interior of this offensive line with Lucas Patrick and Nate Davis, whoever's playing right guard? Do they kick Kenny Clark in? And how do you think the teams will defend the Bears and Justin this this year maybe differently than than last year? You know, T. Waddle, um, I, 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 first of all, let me start from back to front. You being a receiver, I look at Jair Alexander. If Jair Alexander travels around the field and takes DJ Moore out of the game, is there openings to the other guys that Justin feels confident that he can get the ball to those guys uh, because the, the best receiver is being covered by the best defensive back? And they're also, I believe, that Joe Barry is going to bring pressure. When you're at home, and a defense has gains of familiarity with the tempo of the snap count, then you can start making that ad adjustment to the rhythm of the count, and maybe if you can get a jump on it, and you bring that pressure to the outside to make the field only half as big, and you force Justin, if he's going to leave the pocket, to run to a certain area. And then you look at a guy like Kenny Clark. 
back in the day, Green Bay had a, a Tim Harris, and Tim Harris would work his way up and down the line of scrimmage where he felt was the most vulnerable pass protector that he could face, similar to facing Reggie White. He was the best defensive, one of the best defensive linemen in the history of the NFL. And if he lined up on you on the first third down, it was kind of a uh-oh moment. <laughs> Because he, you just got anointed as the weak spot of the offensive line. So I think Kenny Clark is going to take a look at uh, the down and distance, what hash mark they're on, where is the exterior pressure going to come from, and then he's going to unleash the fury from there. So um, if you're the unlucky character that you have a, uh, you have a single block with no help to your right or your left, you, you better stand strong immediately and be able to get your hands on him before he gets his momentum to you. Then if you are an uncovered offensive lineman, never go through a whole play without hitting somebody. You know what direction that you have the requirement to go in, and as soon as no one's coming directly in your face, you get a chance to take in a shot at somebody. And that uncovered offensive lineman can really take sting a little sting out of a defensive line if he's taking some shots at you when he doesn't have an immediate linebacker responsibility. You know this, uh, Tom, and as we talk to Tom Thayer, uh, hometown call right here on ESPN 1000, Joniak and Thayer, and your new home for the Bears, ESPN 1000. Uh, everyone loves to talk about Justin. So what are you expecting from Justin Fields in the opener, and what is your hope for Justin this season? Uh, you know, you know, I I would have Justin had 1,100 yards plus rushing last year. To me, Justin Field, if, if he was a 600-yard rusher and a 3,000-yard passer, I think the Bears would be a better football team. In order for you know, I, so Doug Cletty and I were doing this study about quarterbacks that have rushed for not over 940 yards throughout their time. And it's guys like Randall Cunningham, Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson and stuff like that. Lamar Jackson, even though he's got a great record, he has finished the last two seasons on the injured list. Justin Fields didn't play the last game of the la- game last year because he was on the injured list. To me, if you're going to look at this type of Joe Burrow contract or Justin Herbert contract or Jalen Hurts contract, you better turn into a passer than only relying on your running ability. I love Justin the athlete. I think he's one of the top runners, whether you take all the run, running backs, receivers, and, and athletes into consideration. He's one of the top guys in the league. But ultimately, when you're a quarterback, those passes that travel zero to 10 yards, you have to have a high completion rate. And I do think he's got long ball accuracy that he can take advantage of beaten coverage or even small windows of opportunity. So I'm looking at, you know, Justin the thrower more than Justin the runner. How do you feel about Luke Etsy, Tom? I think we've probably talked about this in the past, but this is year two of him directing this offense. Everyone's more from at least the quarterback's more familiar with what the coordinator is doing and vice versa. Do you think that he's got a good feel for this? And do you think he's going to put together a good plan against this Packers defense? You know, I, I do. I mean, that's going to he's going to make every attempt to, you know. Tom, you know, when you sit in meetings and you can kind of judge the reaction to a question and how immediate it comes, 
I'm sure that Luke's got a much better feel of Justin Fields than any of us do because of the meeting time of installation and how you're seeing the field when you put up the opponent on there and film and you say, okay, this is the play, blah, blah, blah. Where are we going with this? I need the answer out of you immediately. So I'm sure Luke has a feeling of what plays does is Justin most comfortable with and what plays are maybe down the list of that ready sheet. And then when you get that first 15-play ready sheet for the game, what type of game plan is he looking at? Is he looking at a 55% run, 45% throwing the ball, and um, you know work it accordingly? Are you going to try to open up a little bit of RPO or even designated quarterback runs to get the defense off balance early? And so I listen. I like Luke. Um, he's got a, lot, a ton of experience, both as a as a player and and a coach. And so, um, you know, because he's in those meetings and he's he's listening to the answer, uh, I think he has a better understanding. Again, sure. Dick Stanfeld. If you think, you're beat. <laughs> and so there can't be a lot of thinking on the field. It's got to be about complete 100 percent understanding when all that. Term, all that volume of terminology comes out of your mouth in the huddle. All right. Uh, on the defensive side of the football, Tom, who are you most excited to see as far as new players on this team? You know, it's hard to pass up Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. I think they, they have a lot of great quality, a lot of skills. They have immediate reaction when, they, when they're out at practice. Um, it's hard. Jaquan Brisker is exciting to me. Kyler Gordon, I think, you know, has a heck of an upside. I do think that the rotation of the defensive linemen, I do think they have that seven and eight guy package where they can put fresh bodies in repeatedly at hopefully an early season exhausted offensive line. And if you can get a solid rotation of eight guys that can contribute with production, uh, you know, that's what the Bears need most because, you know, when you look at the numbers last year, they were one of the worst defenses in the league, and a lot of it had to do with the defensive line. So, to me, if the defensive line is capable of having that eight rotating guys that help the linebackers and keep blockers off of them and then put a little quicker pressure on a young quarterback like Jordan Love, maybe you can capitalize and have some tip balls turned into interceptions. All right, uh, I am told uh, they want me to do this with you, uh, Tom. We do a segment on this show called Hot Take Time Machine. This is when we go back in time and we examine a a past tweet that I have sent out. Uh, Tyler Aki, our producer, said we need to do this with you for some reason. I don't know what this is. So, Me neither. Yeah, so, so <laughs> you go after Tyler if this is something that you don't like. I think Tyler's a little bit more uh, savvy than to do something, especially on a Friday before Packers right. get irritated. Right. All right, all right. So, and it's brought to you by Grand and Western Liquors. Right now, we will give away a gift card to one of our fans for caller 13. So if you're caller 13 right now, 312-332-3776, you win a gift card to Grand and Western Liquors. All right, Tyler, what's up your sleeve here? All right, so on this day in 2010, so 13 years ago, Sylvie tweeted out, Tom Thayer was actually mad at me for my 7-9 and nine Bears prediction. Claims I didn't watch any practice. <laughs> well, <laughs> am I lying? 
And what if was, you remember, no, the Bears the, were good that yeah, year. Yeah, it was an eleven and five year that resulted in an NFC Championship berth. So Tom was right. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, well, I didn't you know watch what? practice though. But Tom had a better feel for them. What? What? what uh, Sylvie, you said you did watch practice. Yeah, sure, I did. Yeah. How many? Uh, all of them. I got all the, of all of the training camp practices that you were. <laughs> Excuse me, allowed to see, right? I, they sent me the iPad home. I, I, I yeah, watched, right. yes. And by uh-huh. the way, there were a lot more practices Lovey, back then yes. than there are now. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, <laughs> Sylvie, Sylvie and I are, we have a developing, we're, we have a developing relationship yes, right we now. Do. I can't wait to get into his RAV4 and look at all the new technology, <laughs> oh. drive around town and maybe stop at Grand and Western and, yeah, you stock know. up on some beverages. We'll go to Stein, right. we'll yeah, right. Steinhoffels. Yeah, we'll pick up couch. some furniture. Yeah, a new couch for the uh, the studio, <laughs> for the booth. Let's do it. All right, Tom. Seriously, what is your as the season's about to kick off? What is your expectation for this team, buddy? Um, quarter, you know, quarterback development that affects the whole team. You have to have longer time of possession on offense that allows your defense to be fresher when they're on the field. And then when if you do have longer time of possession that results in touchdowns for the offense, then you got to see results out of the defense. You can't have teams going to the line of scrimmage with third and threes or you know just a foregone conclusion that they're going to score at the end of the drive. I'm just looking for an overall better team performance because when we saw Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham up at the podium a couple weeks ago, they talked about how much better the, the talent is in the, the team room before they got there a couple or last year. So I expect that this talent, the Jaquan Briskers, the Kyler Gordon, possibly Tariq Stevenson, Javon Dexter, um, all these guys, these young guys that are going to have a hand in turning this thing around that you need production out of all of them in no bigger marquee uh, athlete on this team than Justin. Do you have a Amen. score? You have a score for the game? Um, 21 to 10. Ooh, that's a convincing win. Bears. Bears. I, well, you didn't have to say that. Yeah, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Oh, no, I just wanted to say Bears. Yeah, Bears. <laughs> Can you imagine if Thayer comes on here the Friday before the kickoff this season? He goes, I got 21-10 Packers. You'd kick your own ass. You'd look at yourself in the mirror and kick your own ass is what you'd do. Right? I mean, seriously, you that would come out of your mouth and you'd say, I hate myself, and then you'd start punching yourself. You know, it's like when we did the event the other day and they asked the record, and I said 17 and all my friends. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Tom, great stuff. Can't wait to see you on Sunday, all right? Yeah, Thanks, look Tom. forward to you, guy. There you go. He's oh, great. Just, he just, he left. Like <laughs> a quick hang up out. right there. He's like, I'm out. It's 2110, Bears, see ya. Tom Thayer. It's Joniak and Thayer. Don't forget, pregame show is eight hours. Do the math for me. When does our pregame show start, guys? What is that then? 130 on uh, Sunday? No, no, no. Eight oh, hours. Oh, What's I'm eight sorry. hours before 325? Do that for me quick. Uh, eight. That would be eight o'clock. Seven. Well, seven well, what o'clock? is that at? What is that? Seven to twelve. 
Uh, Wait, now I'm lost. What? Just should go back. <laughs> How many hours ahead are we? What do we do? We do an eight, eight four hours, hours before. I guess four it's not hours eight hours before. before. Yeah, we started at eleven thirty. Eleven thirty. Yeah, four hours before. Six thirty in the morning. We're gonna light I this think, candle. No, what I, you wanted to say is that uh, we get you started for NFL Sunday with fantasy football okay, at good. seven a.m. Right. And then good. when the Bears aren't at that. noon, you'll get Black and Abdallah. That's what I was looking for. You know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of eight hours of stuff because we have four hours of stuff before the game. And four hours of stuff after the game. Look, we're about to kick this. Well, the thing is, too, is you're you're used to a twelve o'clock kick, and we're starting the season with a three twenty-five kick. It throws the twenty-five. It's not on the evens. Yes, you know it it, it throws me off. I know. know We're not going to throw you off on Sunday because Black and Abdallah actually start at eleven. It looks like okay. So they're on at eleven. We come on then at one thirty, as Tyler mentioned. And then uh, Joniak and Thayer, 325 kickoff. I hate the delay, too. I want to, especially to kick off the season, I want a 12 o'clock start. Do you? I do. Yeah. I want a 12 o'clock start. I kind of like the, mm. the, the 325. Oh, I like Especially it. with the extra daylight still. It's not dark by 430 or 5. I may feel that way in week two or three or four, but for week one, I want to see my team play. In the early, you get a chance window. to see all the other games in Week One. You want to see how the league is is sort of doing. No, I'd rather kick no. off and play. All right, let's pick some games. Like it, love it. We're going to do in the first part of um, uh, of Waddle's World because we're off early today. Nothing says Football Friday like uh, Sox and Tigers at five. So we'll do <laughs> like it, love it coming up here. We'll still have Florida or Ohio coming up at. Uh, about 345-ish. We still have Greg Olson to get to. We have Rob Domofsky coming on. My Packer buddy John just texted me saying, Advantage Bears, you got Christian Watson out. You got uh, Dobbs, who's already questionable. We've got no weapons. You guys are going to kick our ass. So he's down. Good. Yeah. We good time to take advantage. I'm feeling better. And the line's only one and a half. We got plenty of time to make some money. Uh, all right. So we'll we'll get to all of our picks coming up next. Just a little taste of it. It's back. Who's our defending champ? You and Meller would, like, split the title in the wins pool. Yes. Who won this last year? Sylvie and Waddle split the title. Did we really? Yeah, it was I because of splitting of the titles for me. A, a lot of sharing around here. A lot of juice boxes and uh, participation trophies. Sylvie had a perfect Super Bowl week, and that put him into the tie with Waddle. Oh, wow. Is that sort of like how Meller, or do, was you down the stretch in the win, win pool as well? Like... Well, you know, Meller caught me, and then I ended up catching you in this. So I, I gotcha. uh, look, I have got uh, a share of two titles here. Yes, you do. A, a multi-championship. You had two majors. It was a good. Uh, it was a good 2022 for me. See what we can do here in 2023. You won two majors. You want to kick us off then? No. Why would I kick us off? Well, we shared the title. Well, you no, but you had Did the we other say one it at the same time. And go. Flip a coin. Flip a coin, and buddy. Then, and then, Flip by the way, Doug Kazarian is back with us. And he's got a new project to announce. Um, and Doug is still going to give us, even though he's not with ESPN anymore, he's got new projects. He's going to be with us uh, because we're short today. We're putting his entire segment on our podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. And after we do like it, love it, 
We'll play you uh, a cut of what he had to say in his pick for the Bears game. So, and you know where he makes his money is college. He has some really good college picks. I'll go first. If you want me to go yeah, first. Yeah, go, go. Uh, when I started yesterday, my first selection in the wins pool was the Jacksonville Jags. I'm, I'm jagging again. Yes, uh, you are. The Jags go to long, Indy to jag. take on the Colts. And they're giving the Colts five. Jags going to score a bunch of points this year. Uh, you know, I think that uh, I think Lawrence takes another step forward defensively. You know, if you can contain Anthony Richardson, maybe turn him over a couple of times. I, the Jags are one of these sexy picks. I like the Jags, and I know it's a it's a fairly big number to give on the road, but I'm going to give that number. I like the Jags and Indy. I think you're making a play to uh, W to Mr. Jag. No doubt. I got it on my license plate already. I've already put in for it. Jag, number one Jag. I like that. Uh, I like the New York Giants. I'm going to go with the home dog here, and it's at the uh, the key number of three and a half. Uh, they're going up against Are they got uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys in uh, the Meadowlands or whatever the hell they call that place these days. MetLife Stadium. What is it? No, the Rogers calls it Jet Light uh, Jet Life Stadium. Jet Life yeah, Stadium. And Hart Knox he called it. But look, I like Brian Dable. They're a three and a half point home dog. Who knows what the hell happens in week one? I'll take the home team as a three-and-a-half-point home dog. I like the New York Giants. i got time to jag with you. Sylvia, I'm right there with you. I'm going to take the Giants as well, plus three-and-a-half. I think with that number and a divisional game to open up the yeah. season, I think the Giants could win this one outright. We'll ride together, Tyler. How about it? Let's go. For my like, gentlemen, let's head to the Mile High Stadium. Denver Broncos hosting the Las Vegas Raiders early season. With the altitude, I like Sean Payton and the Broncos. Wow, you're to riding lay. with Russ. Uh, that's, you you're know what? Let Russ cook. You can go ahead and have the Raiders. You no, thank you. Yeah, I, will, I, will, I will watch Sean Payton run the ball. How about that? I think, I think the Broncos cover. R- R- Russ Simmer. Right? Yes. I, mean, I think that's a better I way to put it. I think they're going to let Russ sit on the bench probably halfway through the season. Is he, is he, I was thinking about this today in the shower. I should do my daily shower. Thought. Thinking about Russell Wilson in the shower. Huh? I was because every day I've got like I've got Greeny on and I was showering again today, and they were talking about the Broncos. Is he a Hall of Famer now? Now that he's like almost settled into nothing after we like everyone thought a for sure Hall of Famer after a Seahawk career, and and we always thought okay he's going to do stuff in Denver, but if he does now nothing, it's a really good question. I. Stats are pretty I, I, damn good I in think Seattle. He still goes in. What, one so? Super Bowl title, two appearances. Like, is Eli going in? Yes, yes. If Eli goes in, I think Russ. Eli's gets won going. two, right? Yeah, yes. and he beat Brady both times. Right, he's definitely going in. And Russ's stats are significantly better than Eli's, aren't they? I mean, like at least the are they like are the count interception? Are, are, are oh. the accumulation yeah. stats? bigger? No, no, because he, he didn't throw a lot of picks. Right, his numbers in Seattle are pretty god. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your uh, what's your love, Waddle? Uh, my love is the Ravens. It's another big number. They're giving nine and a, a half. They're at number. home. Uh, the Texans coming to town. Uh, I'm seeing an old fashioned boat race here. I really am. Really? Lamar's back, yes, and I think that uh, he's got more to work with, and I think they're going to put it on the Texans and make this one a laugher in week yeah. one. Uh, Waddle, my love is you think you can jag? No one jags like me. Um, so, I'll agree with that. Yeah, so uh, I, I am going to love In to fact, jag. I'd put a giant bag on you because you, that would make you a jag bag. Yeah, this is the, the year of the jag, and, and no one can identify that quite like King Jag me. And so I love the jags here. And, and like you said, 
rookie quarterback, bad team, lots of lots of stuff, stuff going on. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. I love the Jags minus four and Calvin a half. Calvin Ridley's back in the NFL yes. after gambling on some stuff. Right. And look, the, the Colts have one up them on gambling. Yes. So let's go with the Jags. I love them. I'm going to go to the college ranks, Deion Sanders and the Buffaloes. I'm going to fade Deion this week. Well, I'm you can't. Show, you one of those. Show yourself out. Those receipts will be alive and well when we get back Nebraska? here next Friday. I'm going to take Nebraska plus the three. Have you seen this game is getting more bets? This single game yes. has more bets than any remaining NFL week one game. We asked Doug about this game because a lot of people are fading the public. A lot of sharps are with you on Nebraska. I can't ride with Nebraska, no, though, because they suck. Their coach, you, I, I'm not by, a big fan of their coach. By the way, if in fact Colorado wins this game, he's going to call all of you personally, Dion. Dion's going to call oh, yeah. you. You better call He's going to call everybody. He's going to call everybody. Dion. Everybody. He's calling everyone. You think Ed Werder had it bad last oh, week? Oh, my God. Do you know there's nobody that's got a greater affinity for receipts than Dion? It's fine by me. Give me a call, Dion. Shadur's really good. Uh, the who's the two way guy again? Travis Hunter. Hunter's really like they've got guys who can play though. They're lying though. That's the yeah. question. I like where he, where Tyler's head's at. I like, think Nebraska runs these the ball. On lines him. right here, like you Nebraska plus three. Like they're begging you to take Colorado. I yeah. know no, you're right. You're right. Uh, what do you got? I just want to call you, my love, gentlemen. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Mike Rabel. They're getting three in New Orleans, and I don't like Derek Carr and the Saints. I will go ahead and take the points for my love. Give me the Titans plus three. So you like Tannehill and the Titans over the Saints and Derek Carr? No, I, I love was thinking about that Titans. one as well. Yes, it's funny. A lot of people do like the Saints, and I, I, I don't see it either. Maybe it's just their defense the division. is good, but is it? Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what's your uh, taste? My taste is the uh, the beloved. Uh, what is it now? Minus one and a half? Yes. Is it one and yeah. a half? Yeah. You're at Soldier Field. Jordan Love is going to be without his top receiver, and his, his second best receiver is a little banged up. You may have to cover your eyes at times. This may not be a thing of beauty. You may wet yourself. You may sweat through your shirt. Whatever the case may be, at the end of the game, I've got the Bears winning this one 23 to 20, so I'm having a little taste of the beloved. And you've been on that uh, score all week. Um, I uh, Give me a taste of the Steelers. Uh, they, you know, have That's one of the That's a sexy week one play, It too. is. Look, they're a home dog again. Like, I I love the home dogs. I like Mike Tomlin as a home dog. Uh, I like that team this year as well. So, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's the 49ers going there. A lot of people love the 49ers. But, again, I think uh, the Steelers finished the year strong. And, uh, I, and, and, like, the number with Mike Tomlin as a home dog is overwhelmingly good. They beat the crap out of the Bengals, was it, last Who did they beat? I thought they beat somebody pretty w- good last year in the opener. Forget who it was. I but think I, you're I, right. I, I like I, the Steelers as well. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think you're right. It was the Bengals. So, uh, all right. And uh, what do you got there, Tyler? What's your taste? For my taste, Meller took the side on this. I'm going to take the total. Denver and Vegas. I'm going to go under 43 and a half. Denver unders last year were a machine, and I don't know how much better the offense is going to be. At least to get to forty three and a half, I th- think both, or at least on the Vegas side, I think they're downgrading at quarterback as well. So I'm going to go under forty three and a half to open the season. Okay, we got an underplay, and uh, wrap us up here, Meller. For my taste, this might be a sucker's bet. I am freely admitting it, but the Eagles laying four in New England, I just think they're so much better 
and the fact that they didn't finish the job in the Super Bowl, I believe they're going to be motivated just to taste on the Eagles minus four. I like that, too. It's very public-y, but still, I mean, how do you ride with uh, the Patriots? I don't see Mac Jones taking any steps forward. Are they honoring uh, Brady in this game, did I read? They are, yeah. And did I read that Robert Kraft says he is something special reserved for Tom Brady? Like, it's, I wrote it down. What What is the thing that Tom Brady doesn't have that Robert Kraft could give him that would be special other than maybe 40% of the team? Mike Reese wrote, Patriots owner Robert Kraft promises, quote, special and unique honor for Tom Brady at Sunday's season opener. So that to me is like, it's got to be like the king of retired numbers. It's got to be like fly higher than any other retired number there, right? Why don't we call it Brady Stadium in Foxborough? Maybe he'll give him a lifetime of unlimited gift cards to his favorite massage parlor. I don't think Tom needs it. I don't know. Remember, they had an issue. Belichick wouldn't let his massage guy come in. Oh, that's true. So maybe. Remember, he had to go to get it in the suite. Maybe Robert Robert Kraft said, oh, yeah, Bill, you've got restrictions on massage parlors. Well, I'll just get on my plane and fly to Florida. Maybe uh, Robert Kraft's going to build him a massage parlor right next to Gillette Stadium. For him Maybe they'll call it the Brady Spa inside Gillette Stadium. Mm -hmm. Uh, What what could it be? What could it be? It's a massage parlor. You are, you are our quarterback. We're naming you our starting quarterback. Here's <laughs> here's Doug Kazarian uh, with his Bears pick. So it's a tough call because there's so much unknown with Green Bay, given everything that's happened with Aaron Rodgers. And but remember, it's not a completely um, new quarterback here. Jordan Love's been in the system for a while, and there's potential there that they could be a good team, not a great team. But a good team. And let's not forget, this Bears team had the worst record in the NFL last year. They traded out of the number one spot. So I, I get the excitement around fields and and all these other moving parts. But let's just go pump the brakes a little bit on anointing the Bears like the next great team. I think we're going to see some points. I like the over. We've seen this trickle up to 42 here from 41. But all in all, I, I'm not willing to pick a side here. Bears are one-point home favorites. Historically, over the years, they've done well in their opener against the spread. But I think the Packers are going to be better than people realize. I think the Bears might take some work. So this is I'm a little gun shy here. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Do uh, Florida or Ohio? That's the new Florida or Ohio music. I got two Are tickets. Are we doing that or Justin Jones? I thought we were doing Justin Jones. We could do that with uh, Domovsky. Yeah. All right. We could play it for Domovsky and see how he feels. Yeah. Take that, Domovsky. All right. But I don't know if we do take that. <laughs> let's 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 slow down on the take that. Have that. How you feeling about that, Domofsky? How you feeling about How that, Domofsky? How you feeling about that, Domofsky? What you got, Domofsky? How about that? Can we do that? What you got, Domofsky? Wear, wear that, Domofsky. Wear that? Yeah. By the way, Florida or Ohio is brought to you by 19 Crimes Wine. 19 Crimes Wine tells the story of rule breakers who beat the odds and became infamous. Pick up a bottle today and live infamously on your own terms. Wear that. All right, man.
man arrested after cutting off his ankle monitor at Nace Hardware. It's definitely Florida. A man was caught on camera cutting off his electronic ankle bracelet at a local Ace Hardware and was arrested. They identified the man as Aaron Brock, who was arrested on Thursday night after they got a tip that he was seen near the store where he cut the ankle bracelet off. No, like I would think that the ankle bracelet, like the ankle monitoring, you can't cut them off. Right, uh, like, well, you can now. It sounds like. Well, it. I know, but you like, mean you're not supposed to? I would yes, think most that's people, right, most people would to. would try that. Video showed him wandering around the store when he was approached by an employee. Told that he told her that he was looking for hedge clippers, and after getting a pair of clippers, he walked out of sight of a surveillance camera. Short time later, he placed a small black item on a shelf in aisle one. He then grabbed a bag of free popcorn and walked out the door. It's oh, <laughs> a free popcorn. That's, that's that's what it was. It wasn't stealing because that's free popcorn from the Ace Hardware. Right. Ace is the place of the helpful hardware man. Especially if you have an ankle bracelet on and right. you need it to be removed. Um... I used to love going to the hardware store. Really? Like, and not for me. Like, when, when the dad, my dad used to take me to the hardware store, the True Value Hardware. What was going on at the hardware store? It was like there was a copy of a key made. Yeah. No, it was just you Was could, there a roller coaster ride or you get on one of those ponies, like you put a quarter was, in and you rock back and forth on outside the store? For stuff at the hardware yeah. store. You rent a snowblower or something? Isn't that like such a 70s thing to go to a true value I hardware? I go to the hardware store probably once every two weeks. No, do you I used really? to do that growing up all the time. We go one right there on Half Day Road. I go to all the yeah, time. When they, was it I so, always have something it so I need. so big like Home Depot. Like yeah. this, the small like hardware store. Yeah. Family owned. Hey, yeah. Johnny, can you yes. get me some size three quarters of an inch nails? It was community. Yes. And free popcorn. Yeah, man. And they've got such a selection of beef jerky at the cash. Oh, register. really? Oh, yours is beef incredible. jerky. See, now I'm bringing back memories. Or yours has beef jerky now. Yes, it does right oh, now. Wow. You know what? Let's go Tampa. Yeah. All else fails. Go Tampa. I'm going uh, Florida as well. Give me the uh, Midwestern roots of the hardware store. I'm going to go Ohio. It took place in Ashtabula, Ohio. Wow. wow. Do you know where that is, Waddle? Is no, that I near don't. Cincinnati? No, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Not exactly sure where. Good job, Meller. That's a good win going into the weekend. All right. Uh, well, What's what he got dressed up for? He got dressed up for. Yeah, uh, Meller's got these. Florida, Ohio. Big ass shoes on, too. Like that he could stomp some stuff on. Yeah, Are you playing what? bass guitar for Kiss these days? I don't know what you're doing with those shoes. Those are some Dude, serious jealous. poo kickers. I love them. <laughs> poo kickers. Get some big soles on those things. He's what? What are you, Mel? Like five ten? You five ten? Yes. You're six two with those things. On. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, coming up next, we'll talk to Rob Domofsky. And you wanted to play Justin Jones? Yeah, I think you should hear it. Okay, we'll we'll do that coming up next, and then we'll uh, tell you about the Cubs. They lost today. I'll give you the updated standings in the wild card and uh, NL Central. It's all coming up next.